Hello and a warm welcome for a very special episode. I've been waiting for the right time for this and uh, as divine timing works it just all falls into place at the right time. So um, first of all we have a, a full moon tomorrow. It's a micro full moon um, in the southern hemisphere. Go check it out. She's already shining super super bright. She's amazing. I can already feel her energy. It's always a couple of days beforehand and it's a wild deep release. It feels very strong, very natural and so good. Um, and I have to share this with you everybody who's listening and tuning in Swamiji in the house I met the most incredible man yesterday so the way everything aligns and just falls into place naturally when you're uh, living in alignment and in your full purpose your stream your love vibration however you kind of want to term it and a very good friend of mine Elle the co-host of this beautiful po podcast she is finishing her travel she's wrapping them up and heading back home to nt shortly so hopefully we'll get her back involved but yeah she's been st staying in sydney for a while which is super close to me and said do i want to come and meet this swami uh, swami g and um even though it's spelled with a swami j there you go and um I couldn't make it down to Sydney I was working I thought it's just too hectic to get through all that traffic but yada 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 but that's okay he's coming to Newcastle um so I drove out to Kurumbong yesterday with a beautiful friend and met her there with our children and we chanted in Sanskrit and the the energy in the place was just so beautiful it was exactly how you'd imagine a peaceful retreat surrounded by bush they had a little water fountain just beautiful flowers beautiful countryside oh just amazingly perfect 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 so perfect that i cried uh, a couple of times so i wanted to share that experience with you because if you've never met a guru from india if you've never met an enlightened one swami means enlightened one uh it's profound just to be in their presence and it's so hard to even describe that so that's what i'm going to try to do today and to share the divine message that came through because he talked for a long time a couple of hours i missed a lot of it because i was taking care of the kids you know how they are and also i needed some reflection moment time to myself to just connect and ground with nature so it was just the, the the funny thing about these experiences is the ripple effect afterwards it's not just what happens in the moment when you're present it's how you resonate afterwards and she my friend said he may come to you in a dream this is her third time meeting here him um don't be surprised if he comes to you in a dream and um even just what comes up your insecurities any insecurities or any work that needs to be done on a soul level and a spiritual level shows up because it's a little bit like a figure walking into a spotlight and any of your shadow shows up right and that's exactly what it's like he is a beacon of light so when you're in his presence all your stuff shows up your shadow stuff and the most interesting thing that i took away from this i, I went there open-hearted I've been rushing around all day from like 6 a.m. in the morning. It was like rush, 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 go, 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 gym, 
work, buying presents, getting ready, driving there. I didn't get a chance to breathe, even when we were doing the chanting. And listening to him, I was so honoured to just be in his presence. And I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, it's not like when you go to a rock band, you're like, oh, my God, it's Bon Jovi. Oh, my God. You know, you're just like, oh, he's actually there in person. I'm not a diehard fan. I didn't know anything about this person. All I knew is that, yeah, it's a calling. I'd love to do it. Why not? Let's go. I don't know any details. Let's just go. And as soon as Elle said, do you want to meet him? I was like, yeah, yeah, of course I do. I, I really do. As soon as I walked into the room, because we were actually sitting outside, as soon as I walked into the room, and he threw loads of rose petals on the floor, it's beautiful, the energy in that room as well, as soon as I stepped in, in my mind, I, I felt I'm not worthy. And this is a long, long backstory of my life, right? I'm not worthy. And I've worked through and worked through and worked through and relationships and work and blah, blah, blah. But in that moment, it was so powerful. It was, it's like a, a powerful whisper, you know, and my head was just bowed down. It was like, I can't even look him in the eye. You know, I was like, I am not worthy to meet this person. And I don't know where that came from because a split second ago, it wasn't there. I was like, yeah, cool. I'm going to meet him. Oh, my God. Ah, you know, Bon Jovi. And I was like, hang on, I'm not worthy. And that's. That was, that's my work showing up. That's like, that's purely saying, hey, you still have some self-worth there that needs to come through and shine through. So that's a beautiful gift, a beautiful lesson. So let me run through again. Um, and I just want to backtrack before I get to the divine message that he sent through and the dreams that I had. The What I really wanted to say when I came on here is the first one of 2023, no doubt, I really wanted to come on the 2nd of January. I wanted to jump on on the 3rd of January. It's got carried away, oh, sorry, February. And it keeps getting caught up. I've wanted to come on the end of January, sorry, to, to say, hey, you know, this is it. This is a marking point. The first month is over. And then for February to be like, yeah, it's February. Now, again, I just surrendered to divine time thinking I will trust. I will know exactly the right time to come on. And not only is this from the meeting of Swami, but did you guys feel the energy change in January? That's when I wanted to jump on. But the energy was so intense and everybody that I was talking to could feel it. They were like, are you feeling it? Are you feeling it? Are you feeling it? We were all feeling the same. And the same energy was like, it's like December's always this lull. There's this lack of consciousness. It's not people relaxing. It's getting intoxicated going into deep reflection on themselves unfortunately there is a high suicide rate you know we're, we're kind of forced it's a forced holiday where we're all forced to do nothing so we're not distracted by our daily work our jobs our driving our tasks or this and that and yeah it can be a really deep dark place for many of us and if we don't know how to handle that it can be tragic but if we do know how to handle it then we can work through it and purge to emerge, so Elle says. So I did all my purging, did lots of purging in December. I emerged in January. So then it came through, not the 1st of January, but the 2nd of January, this like whoosh feeling. It was like all of a sudden, I had a rocket up my bum. I was getting, I was on fire. I was getting shit done. I was like, da, da, da. I was in this massive creative mode. Like I was just, it was just flowing and it felt so good. It's like a ball of sunshine. Like it's so hard to describe a, a feeling, you know. It's so hard to just put into words because words don't do it justice. 
but all of us were feeling it you know on all of my friends on social media um similar um soul groups soul family soul tribes it's like can you feel it can you feel it you know facebook groups all of us was feeling this surge and that was the emerge energy you know it's like you've done the purging now you're emerging and it is it's like the the caterpillar coming out of the chrysalis and becoming this beautiful butterfly it's like wow and all of a sudden you can fly i'm just getting goosebumps even going back to that place it was incredible the second third fourth of january all had this intense feeling whatever the planets were doing um i wish i knew more i wish i was an expert on what planets are doing where and in pisces and moons and all i can do is commit to the basics and knowing on my calendar that the full moon and the new moon that's the least i can do to commit to knowing the rhythm and the cycle that i can work with so whatever was behind that we all felt this elevation it was incredible so that wasn't the right time to actually come into a podcast because I was busy doing so much other creation. And um, that what, what an incredible start to the year, you know, and New Year is always my favourite time. I dread December with passion. <laughs> I've tried every single tactic under the sun. I've tried getting absolutely wasted, drunk, intoxicated, you know, uh, switching off being with different types of family i've always upset one part of the family because i'm not with the other part of the family you know i never get ever ever it's like oh you seen your dad this year okay cool oh you with your sister this year that's good no i'm always made to feel guilty oh you're with them for this christmas absolute fucking disaster nightmare every single time um yeah just being around partners families and then being like surrounded by this huge family and feeling anxious uh, always being other side of the world and really missing my parents, you know, all my friends and family from over here. Or I just treat it like any other day, just go down the beach with a book. Nothing works. Nothing works. All I can do now is surrender to the experience. And this needs to be a podcast in itself. But surrender to that experience and go, okay, this heavy shit, this is a beautiful opportunity to deal with this heavy shit that's going to come up. Because whether I like it or not, it's going to come up. And I can run all day long. I can do whatever I want to do to try and get away from it, but nothing really works other than sitting still, sitting with it, and working through that shit, allowing it to come up, allow these feelings to arise, to cry, to let it out, and be gentle with yourselves. You know, I'm always trying to do this so, so much masculine, forceful energy. And when me and my son actually surrendered, or when I surrendered, I won't put that on my son, I surrendered to being completely present with him. I got some colouring. I forgot how how much I loved to do colouring in. And it, we just bonded. We were doing jigsaw puzzles. We just sat quietly together doing activities. And it was the most healing form of therapy I can think of. And I was like, right, next year, this is exactly what we got to do, dude. You know, I've just got to surrender. It's like your own little, little lock-in. You know, you get your food in, you get your food stores. And rather than just, you know, uh, distracting yourself with entertainment and feeling a bit crappy, you're <laughs> sitting around eating all day, which is what we do in England, is to just go, dig, you know, dig deep. Stay away from the alcohol of all times when everyone's catching up and partying. Abstain from alcohol. It's the crazy party season, right? If you can maintain that clarity and you keep your energy clear and clean, then the work is so much easier. So then in January, when you're hungover and feeling like crap, you can actually switch that into feeling that energy that came up. So it's worth it. 
that's yeah it's kind of you know you go out partying and distracting yourself and go 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 in december then you feel like crap in january which is the biggest month of gym sales because everybody's like i've got to change my life and get my body moving or <laughs> you do it the other way where they surrender in december uh, even rhymes surrender in december and then january is when you emerge and feel that beautiful pure energy radiate through so that aside, let's get cracking with Swami G in the house. All right, um, where shall I begin? So we arrived. Again, I picked the scene, beautiful trees, beautiful bushland. It was in Harmony Center. What a beautiful name, Harmony Center. And they have an angel room. And it stopped my son in his tracks. He literally, it's, I can't even, I can hardly describe it. Imagine a room that's white. And it's surrounded, there's a circle of huge crystals. Um, I, it's a white crystal. And there's lots of, I'm sure there's amethyst in there. And I'm, I didn't want to take a photo. I didn't want to intrude because it's a very private place. But yeah, there's amethyst in there. I'm sure there's big rose quartz in there. There's some beautiful um, photos. And I will be putting some photos of the Harmony Center that I did take. Um, on the social media, on Sacred Love Queen uh, website and, oh, sorry, uh, Facebook and Instagram, if you want to check it out. Um, and the sun was just setting, so we got there, well, we got there in the afternoon, but we were there for so long, I saw the sunset, so there's these orange hues. But yeah, sorry, back to the angel room. There's some photos in there, and you've got uh, three angel figurines in front of you. And you just feel the energy as soon as you walk in and that's the thing because my son was with me and he said oh what's this room mum and i'd already been in there and i walked in there i literally wanted to get inside that circle and crawl up into a ball and just be in that vibration because it's safe and supported and held i just that's what i wanted to do and i thought that's not really appropriate nobody's going to want me doing that so i'm just going to walk out <laughs> but you could Feel, feel the angelic, pure, divine love consciousness in that room, man. So when my son came along and he said, oh, what's in this room, mum? I was like, oh, this is the angel room. I was really interested to see how he'd react. And, yeah, he literally stopped him, He stopped in his tracks and was like, oh, as if he couldn't take a step further. And he was wearing sandals, so I was very mindful. I was like, do not touch anything. <laughs> do not make any dirt anywhere. And, yeah, he, was, he literally was just like, oh, wow. It was like, what is this? You know, I pointed out a few things and he just stood still. He literally was like a statue, like, oh. yeah. And I was like, come on, let's go, let's go. Um, but yeah, amazing. It's worth going just to be in the angel room and, and to do any retreat there. So big up. And the food, they did this most beautiful food. Oh, my gosh. Like so much love and care has been put into this. You can you eat it. You feel that vibration, you know. Anyway. Um, so, so we do, yep, so we're, we're doing a chanting, getting ready for him to come. He walks up in a BMW, which I think is class, because that's my favourite, favourite uh, car model, BMW. And um, instantly you just feel at ease. You just feel at peace. And he's got this gorgeous, long, silky grey hair, like down to his butt, more or less. And, yeah, you just instantly just feel like it's an old friend that you, that you, haven't seen for a long time and he was throwing rose petals so in Sydney people were throwing rose petals at him 
he decided, and this was a really intimate setting, so it was, it was pretty special. Um, and in India, you know, there's thousands and thousands. So to get to be able to get this close to him is an honour and a blessing in its in its own right. And anyway, so we walked into the room. We were at the back with the boys because we were in the garden. So we had like a I, I felt like a front row seat, even though we were from behind. And we sang a beautiful chant. The one that we sang on the way out and the way in was the same. I must look it up because um, I want to know the meaning of, of that. And yeah, he decided to speak in, sans, uh, in Hindi. And um, he had a translator there, so translating everything he was saying. But my experience of it was, it was like he was talking. And I was like, yeah, I know this, I know this. And it was moments. So there was this moment, I'll, I'll do it in chronological order. The boys were running around in the field and I was keeping an eye on them, but I was feeling the energy a little bit overwhelming, to be honest, as it was building. There's a lot of people in that room and we were sitting on the outside. There has been and there is a lot going on for me, a lot. <laughs> That's been the way that we, we put this. You know, I talked to my counsellor and it's like, it's a lot. And they're like, it's a lot, isn't it? I'm like, it's a lot. It's just a lot. <laughs> All in one go for my little brain to process and my emotional and spiritual body as well. You know, it's like, uh, it's a lot. And um, so to just even come to this place is like, ah, you know, it's a sigh of relief. You can just be. And I had to take myself off where I just wanted to be in nature to ground myself like I said and I walked across in the grass and there's a beautiful field and there were wild kangaroos in there and a beautiful view of just some trees and the fields in the background and I walked a little bit further around and there was a huge log at the top near the car park so it was before the car park so I walked up to this grassy hill and sat on this log and it just looked out of all of it it was just divine and I, I had tears rolling down my eyes because I was realising how happy I am. So amongst all this bad stuff that's happening in my life, it's really, really good stuff. And there's so much good stuff happening at the same time. And it was like this moment, this exact moment right here, right now, me being at the Harmony Centre, listening to Swamiji with my best friend, Elle, who I, I, I revel a lot. <laughs> She's not just a best friend. She's really something special. And I'd also brought a very special person with me as well. And I had my son playing in the field with a friend. He was super happy. Just, you know, it's how you always picture your children. Just healthy, happy, running around in grass, playing with twig, twigs, you know. And he just, it was like, in this moment in time, everything is perfect. Everything's perfect. And there's not a lot of times, I think, in our life that we get that feeling because we're always trying to change something. We're striving for perfection. We're worried about the future. We have stresses and strains about how going to pay that bill or, you know, what's going to happen next. Or Yeah, it's, this, it's that monkey mind, isn't it, that we're always talking about great Buddhist teaching, about being present, being present, being present. And it was, it just made me so present and so grateful and I thought, I know I'm going to look back on this. <laughs> I'm getting emotional even talking about it. I'm going to look back on this moment and go, wow. 
because I was looking up at two trees and the sun was, like I said, this orange hue, this sun was just shining through. That comes afterwards, so I'll come back to that. Um, but everything was perfect. Even when you're going through trauma, it's perfect. It is in divine perfection. And if we can just embrace that and hold on to that, then we get through the dark days and pop out the other side. That's the best way I, I, I put it <laughs> in my colloquial terms. You know, we, you just got to hang in there and hold on. Because if you let yourself get into that pit of darkness, it's difference between being strong enough to go through the purge or being sucked down into this dark pit where you feel like you can't cope. It's very, very different. It's a different feeling and it takes a skill to practice that, I believe. Um, yeah, just to see the perfection in everything. You know, a fly will land on your cheek. It's perfect because it just is. There's just this complete acceptance and blessing and gratitude of even just having your feet on this earth and breathing as a human being. Nothing else matters apart from that moment. And I, I, it, it did, it just overwhelmed me to the point I had to take myself off <laughs> and just be in that, be, be with that, to sit with that. And then I did bow my hands into my head and uh lots of times you know when we bow and you put your thumb to your um, third eye and sometimes you know even you know when you see the emoji dot and it's like dot and you're smacking your forehead it actually comes from a, a pressure point and your nervous system and if you feel stressed and you put your head down and you pinch the top of your nose it's actually a pressure point that is calming it's calming your nervous system so that's why a lot of times if you are feeling that you're, oh, I've got a headache or you know you put your hand you put your forehead on your hand that is the reason why it's natural instinct so I had I had that pressure there for a little while just to keep grounded and not get too overwhelmed or carried away with emotion because that can happen and again there's no wrong or right but it was grounding me to stay present you know it's like yes it's a release yes it's beautiful just stay present stay with this and I walked back and it wasn't long before Swamiji started to sing and it felt like an honor just to be close to him and listen to him sing and maybe we do resonate that with say Bon Jovi with the pop stars and the rock stars because you hear the music all the time and then you hear it on the radio and you sing along to it and it makes you feel good right so then when you meet them in person it's like oh my god like they're singing the song they're singing this song and it's my song and it resonates with me because you can feel that that energy behind it. And I can't, again, I can't describe it. The first time he sang, I was like, yeah, that's an Indian guru singing. That's pretty cool. That's, that's cool. The second time after I had had this emotional release in this moment, it was like, I'm in the divine presence. He's singing a blessing to us. And I could really receive it. I really felt it in my heart and my soul. And that's the moment where I talked about earlier, where I was looking up at two trees and just the golden, just warm, it was perfect temperature, everything was perfect, like I say. It was just shining through, just this orange hue shining through the trees. And again, my, you know, my son playing with his friend to one side and this beautiful man sitting next to me on the right side, my best friend behind me, it was just like, I, I'm just overwhelmed by this whole experience. 
that I'm even having it and the journey that I've gone through to immigrate to Australia, to call this my home, to be able to drive here, to have birthed my son here, <laughs> like it's all my dream come true. You know, it's it's just, and that can happen anywhere, you know, I can fly to Egypt and have the same profound, you know, it's like, oh my God, I'm in Egypt and, you know, I'm in India and, you know, it's it's what reaches into your soul and grabs it it's like wow i know my mum had an experience in st mark's square in italy and she felt she'd been there before it was just, she just started to cry you can't explain these these how strong these feelings are we can try to describe the feelings that um so yeah so like i said I, you know i sat and really tried to to take on the message and his divine message interestingly from everything he said he said a lot and everything he said from what from the from the one little thing i've extracted came through into a dream so i've already described the moment of when i walked in and felt i wasn't worthy and then he walked outside and we were like damn you know because we were sitting outside but anyway we should just wait for him to come to us and we went up and she was like saw me saw me saw me and and she kissed his foot i believe and then he put his hand on her head and had a hug and she said that's what you do so then he turned and looked at me and I just went oh, and I put my hand out <laughs> so he shook my hand and I just said I don't know what to do <laughs> it was like help I don't I don't I, I don't want to kiss you for I don't I was like I, I don't know what to do right now I just kind of got awestruck and he just put his hand on my head and gave me a hug <laughs> it was just like it's like being seen and feeling safe in this at the same time it's so weird it is it's like just an old family member that's like i've got you and it's just it was just a hug it was just a quick hug and i was like thank you thank you thank you it was just like i hadn't put him on a pedestal i haven't revered him i haven't studied him i haven't i don't know anything about him but yeah it was just it was like that hug felt so good can I have another one? <laughs> and yeah, and we took some more photos and um yeah, Leo was almost a bit scared. He was a bit like, <gasps> and so that again was an interesting reaction. And then we went to have a group photo with our two sons and Leo started to cry. So I ran over to Leo and was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he said, well, I've been left out of the photo. And I was like, no, we were trying to call you to come over. I said, come, come over. So, um, yeah, we got him over. He was a bit tired, bless him. And I was holding him when we, we had a group photo. But, um, yeah, really, really special man, a really special moment. And you just don't want to not be around him. It's like an addiction. It's like when you, when you take the first sip of Coca-Cola and you're like, oh, it's so good. It's so strong, so powerful. You want to go back and have another one. <laughs> but you don't have the whole bottle. You're just like, ah, better stop there. Um, so yeah so he actually left and then we got some food and yeah and my friend Elle she said you know whatever you do don't have alcohol tonight keep your energy really clear and clean and he may come to you in a dream and I just thought oh well that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty cool I hadn't even thought of this so I just, I just gotta take a tip of my oolong tea uh, sorry a sip of my oolong tea um yeah and i did he he came to me in a dream there were two people in my dream actually the man who came to um 
I was going to say the seminar, the workshop, but he came to the to Swamiji with me. He was with me in esoteric form, and so was Swamiji. And I was struggling with this, and I was like, "What? What's the message? What am I supposed to? What am I supposed to be seeing here? Like, what am I? What are you trying to tell me?" And it it did. It felt like a struggle. It felt like almost like a wrestling. Like one image came in, then another image came in. I was like, "I can't." Everything was muffled. I couldn't quite hear. Um, and I was like, "I don't. What am I? What am I supposed to do? Where, where do I go from here?" And this was the divine message that he said in person and that came through in my dreams. And it was, and this is what I live by. This is what I've built my business on. Focus on the love. Okay, darling, I'll be out soon. Focus on love. That's it. And I was like, yeah, but, yeah, but what about this? What about that? And he's like, no, just focus on love. Yeah, but, no, focus on love. And that's how we should live our entire life, everybody. Just focus on love. If there's a question, if there's, what should I do about this? Focus on love. What does love say? What does your intuition say? What does your heart say? What feels right? What feels good? Focus on that. Okay, my lovely. <laughs> you are a good boy. <laughs> there you go. Focus on the love. That's the love right there. That is the love right there, unconditional, pure love consciousness. And that's what it always comes back down to, the love vibration. Everything we talk about, coming back to love, the love vibration, divine love, the love within you, the love that you can see within others. So I'm going to leave you with that. And thank you so, so much, Swami, for just even being in Australia, for, for giving us this opportunity. And if there's anything in your life, any trauma, anything, Remember these words, focus on love. Bye and God blessings.